0: The Swain Event Podcast is brought to you by the Tennessee Department of Transportation. There are over 100 million pieces of litter on our beautiful Tennessee roadways, and TDOT spends $19 million a year picking it up. Join the Nobody Trashes Tennessee movement at nobodytrashestennessee.com. Brought to you by the Tennessee Department of Transportation.
1: Touchdown or turnover backed by Alcoa 10 Federal Credit Union, the place where you belong, better rates and... Better service. We are going to the National Football League for today's touchdown or turnover. In the NFC East, the Cowboys were 12 to 5, Eagles 9 and 8, the Commanders 7 and 10, the Giants 4 and 13. Big trade news over the last couple days with Russell Wilson. Big quarterback news as well with Aaron Rodgers signing an extension or going to sign an extension with the Packers to remain in Green Bay. And um, Washington said, no, 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 no. Y'all ain't going to forget about us. We got something up our sleeve too. We got something up our sleeve too. We got something for you. We gonna trade two for a quarterback, and we're gonna trade for Carson Wentz. And that's what the Commanders did. The Colts shipped his butt out of there. The Colts will receive the Commanders' third-round picks in 2022 and 2023. The 2023 third-round pick can be a second-round selection if Wentz plays. 70% of Washington snaps. The teams also swapped the second round picks in 2022, with the Colts moving up from 47th overall to 42nd overall. Washington will pay the full $28 million due to wins for the 2022 season. Today's touchdown turnover is, will the Washington Commanders win more games in 2022, they did in 2021 with Carson Wentz. I go back to the standings, and the commanders were 7-10 and 10 last season, Ben. Do they get to 8 with Carson Wentz
2: as a quarterback? Touchdown turnover. I say turnover. I say turnover just because the Colts thought that they could fix Carson Wentz's issue issues. And they were unable to the Eagles kind of that last season thought that they could also fix Carson Wentz and they could not. And I don't see Washington being able to fix him. If the Eagles could it, if the Colts could it, the commanders definitely can't definitely can't. I would be very surprised if, Carson Wentz turned into the quarterback that everybody thought he was capable of being. I hope that he does, because I, I really do like Carson Wentz. I I watched the the not, or the Hard Knock series in season Hard Knocks series uh, with the Colts this past year, and I, I really grew fond of Carson Wentz. Oh, yeah. I mean he's a he's a great dude. Um, I I love how he doesn't shy away from his relationship with Christ and not afraid to use his platform uh, to help others and and speak about Christ. I I appreciate that about him. And, again, he's just a genuinely good dude who deserves to have good things to happen to him. And I don't know why it is that he makes the decisions on the football field that he does because he's got – the athletic skill set to be one of the best in the league. I mean, he is a freak athletically somebody that big should not be able to move the way that he does. And I mean, he has unreal arm strength. He can make a whole lot of throws, but for some reason he just makes bad decisions out there and it makes no sense. Uh, So I hope Carson Wentz can figure it out because I, I really grew fond of him watching hard knocks during the season with the Colts. And also here's the other thing with your touchdown or turnover, the Colts, a much better team around the quarterback than Washington is Washington's defense is strong especially in the front seven but they they don't have the offensive weapons that the Colts do and uh, the Colts defense was uh, about as equally good as as the commanders if, if not better and they still couldn't win with Carson Wentz so I say turnover I agree
1: with you. I'm going to say turnover, too. The reason why is not because of, uh, of Carson Wentz not having the talent, but I, lo- I-, I saw um, Heineke, the, the quarterback for the Commanders, who at one point was a, was on his sister's couch in Atlanta, Georgia, He got an opportunity when Alex Smith got hurt and decided to retire and and those players respected him and responded to him he just doesn't have the physical tools that a Carson Wentz had well Carson Wentz's problem with the Eagles is that he didn't galvanize the troops no one's going to follow him into the fire and looks like that was the same thing that happened there with the Colts and that's going to be Carson Wentz's issue as an NFL quarterback unless he changes it is are you a are a leader to the point where like, people want to follow you. And that's Kyler Murray's problem right now. So I'm going to go turnover in this year. I don't think they win more. I think the Cowboys will be right there and think of things again. Jerry Jones, Pops. Hey, what up, Pops? Jerry Jones. And um, I think the Eagles will be a little bit better. Giants, do not to worry about them. They'll still be terrible. But I'm going, Commanders not winning more than seven games.
2: But the Giants are bringing in Mitchell Trubisky to compete with Daniel Jones. At least that's the rumor. And Trubisky will probably win that job. I'm, I'm real curious to see if Brian Daybol can get anything out of Daniel Jones because he does have a skill set. It's just, can somebody coach him up? He, he's kind of like the NFL version of Bo Nix where he started his career off at that level with a poor coaching staff that didn't really give him a chance. Hard to develop and and be a legitimate starting quarterback when you have fake quarterback developer Gus Malzahn, if you're Bo Nix, and you have the atrocity that was the New York Giants trying to develop Daniel Jones. I kind of feel bad for him in that way but he definitely has a skill set. He's athletic, can run around, got a nice little arm. I'll be curious to see if Brian Dayball can get something out of Daniel Jones. I just – I I just – I hate – one thing I hate about the NFL that I've noticed lately, and I guess it's been going on forever, but these quarterbacks who are bad somewhere, and they go and sit for one year, and then the next offseason – they're fixed. Media members and and teams and, and the league thinks, oh, let's give them a chance. They're fixed. Now. Maybe they're better now. Like Mitchell Trubisky, why is he being lauded as somebody that's going to come in and save the Giants because he sat one year behind Josh Allen in Buffalo? You know, I can't wait for. Give me a break. You know what? You know what? Former starting quarterback. I can't wait to see get another uh, another. The Steelers aren't signing Andy Dalton.
1: Bring in Andy
2: Dalton, Although Mike Tomlin. Let's the, way, go. the way you hyped up Andy Dalton last offseason, the Steelers should go go sign Andy Dalton. I mean, you made him up to be just a, a terrific starting quarterback in the league. That's uh, not true. Let me rephrase. You made him out to be a capable starting quarterback in the league when he was butt-booty terrible. So uh, I, I would take that over Mason Rudolph because Mason Rudolph falls under the realistic category that Andy Dalton is in, and that is butt-booty terrible. Ainsworth not terrible. He is terrible. No, right in that in this point in his career, he is terrible. Not terrible. Nice backup though. Nice backup. Bears didn't have. That's a nice way
1: of line. saying that he's terrible. He's a nice backup. It's not terrible. Bears,
2: he didn't do anything as a backup.
1: He did. He did a pretty good job with the Cowboys as a backup. For one game. No, he played more than one game. He did a pretty good job. He he did. He really did. No quarterback was going to do a good job with the Bears, man. That offensive line can't run the ball, can't protect terrible.
2: Terrible. All I know is each quarterback development that takes place, I am one step closer to having Mason Rudolph as my freaking starting quarterback. Aaron Rodgers, cross him off the list. Russell Wilson, cross him off the list a Steelers beat writer media member said yesterday that the team has no interest in Deshaun Watson so cross him off the list. And that leaves me with Carson Wentz, which you can cross him off the list. And yes, I would take Carson Wentz over Mason Rudolph in a heartbeat. That's how bad Mason Rudolph is. I would take James Winston. I don't want James Winston but I would take Jameis Winston over Mason Rudolph. I would take Mitchell Trubisky over Mason Rudolph. I don't want the can of biscuits, but I would take him over Mason. I know that for a fact. I'm with you. But all these quarterbacks making moves, and it's getting to the point now to where it's either going to be a rookie quarterback or Mason Rudolph. It'll work out for you, man.
1: It always does. For the for the Steelers, Mister Fair on text box says, "Speaking of pellet smokers, I'm in the market for one. Any suggestions on a new brand or model? Uh, the the one I'm, but the give you is a is a is a Traeger. That's and I and I got that a, a while ago. But now, like the, the the pellet smokers, man, they are they're everywhere. They're everywhere. And I'll be honest, I haven't really kept my eye on the pellet game because." I don't use a pellet smoker uh, anymore even though they're super convenient and the technology has improved each and every year um I like them I just I just don't I just don't use them anymore but GBO smoking says swing so gonna drop the pellet smoker in the middle of pollen season for ben see I try to be a good friend and 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 it's turning it into me being a bad friend I'm trying to get being outside in all the pollen and we know you can't take pollen Steelers need to draft Pickett, is what Corey
2: Duvall said on the text box. I don't know what they should do. But I know what they're going to do, and it's going to be give Mason Rudolph a year, and it will fail miserably. And then these Steelers media members had the nerve to tweet out Mason Rudolph video from his Instagram story of him working out. Like, we care. I don't care. Hair that he is throwing in shorts and a t shirt against air in March. That doesn't mean that he's going to be good. I could go out there and throw a spiral right now. Swain, Swain can line up 10 yards from me, run a fake little curl, and I'll hit him right in the chest with a spiral. I ran hitch routes. That doesn't mean that I can go out there on September 12th in the first game of the season and play against whoever Tennis. The Steelers have to play against. I don't want to see Mason Rudolph working out in shorts, throwing against air. Doesn't mean that he's good. So these little Steeler media members need to quit it. Stop it. We'll go to the text box if you have a meltdown. I'm
1: already having a meltdown. Valls1985 says Nico has a gator on his Instagram page today. Yeah, um, Florida offered Nico Eal Malayava. Um, recently, so that's why he put the Gator logo, thanking Florida for the offer, thanking Coach Napier for the offer. So, no worries there. He's supposed to get offered by those schools. And he has put Penn State, LSU, Miami. He's put basically every team that's offered him on his Instagram and thanking them. You know how these kids are. man. They, they need to announce to everybody that they got offered. It is what it is. So,
2: stay grounded. Stay grounded. Speaking of social media, Hendon Hooker just tweeted, I'm obsessed with the grind and I love every part of it with a black heart emoji. You know how it is, man. We We don't care about the current quarterback.
1: It's all about the new quarterback. It's, I was, all about, it's all about the replacement. Nobody cares about the current quarterback. It doesn't,
2: how, it doesn't matter how good he is. It's all about the next quarterback. I was thinking about that. The Tennessee way. Earlier this week, I was like, I wonder who the 2024 quarterback will be that Tennessee goes after and how quickly Tennessee fans forget about Nico. <laughs> when was the last time Happens everywhere. anybody said anything about Taven Jackson? Who is Taven Jackson? I mean, he is on campus, and we have not gotten a single question about how Taven has looked in workouts leading up to spring ball. Not a single question, because everybody's been talking about Nico. And Taven Jackson's not a bum. T- Taven got some potential. He's got a skill set. He's good.
1: He's a he's a he's a great athlete. And the ball not- jumps out of jumps out of his hand. Not one person has asked
2: us, hey, how's Taven looking? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Not a single person. You <laughs> I mean, I mean, so ain't wrong. You ain't wrong there, man. What 2024 quarterback is Tennessee going to go after <laughs> that makes Tennessee fans forget about Nico if Tennessee were to land Nico? That's the way it is, man. It's all, I know about, one the, thing. It's all about the next player. I hope it's Jane Davis the quarterback from South Carolina that I've mentioned here on the show that may end up being the number one overall quarterback in his class, viewed as the next Deshaun Watson coming out of high school. He's been to Tennessee. It's been a minute since he's been to Tennessee. I I don't know that Tennessee will land him or even have a chance, but uh, he has been to Tennessee a couple times and, and did seem interested in Josh Heupel and Joey Halsley. He is a stud. Nico level stud. Is he Nico? I don't know. I'm not a quarterback developer. Or evaluator, I should say.
1: It's all about Nico. All about Nico. Nico, 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 Nico. (laughs) Until he gets here. Then it'll all be about the next quarterback. It's the way it works. It just works that way. That's how it is. That, is. that is how it is. And that's the way it, it always will be. It's about recruiting to replace. doesn't matter if you're really good or not. It's the, it's the lifeline of every college football program. That's the only way that you can guarantee that you're going to be successful. You have to stop, pile the talent. Simple as that. 865 255 We'll take a quick time out. Hour 2 is brought to you by Action 247, Tennessee's only legal sports book. New customers, make your first deposit with Action and get a 50% match up to $800. Ben McKee, Jason Swain. Stay with us. Be right back.
3: The conversation doesn't stop when the show is over. Follow The Swain Event on Twitter and like this show on Facebook.
1: Fellas, when it's time to freshen up that wardrobe, there's only one play to make, and that's to go see my friends at Mark Nelson Denim in downtown Knoxville. Find the latest in small-batch denim in the heart of Knoxville.
0: local, high-quality, high-speed business fiber internet. Iris provides direct internet access from 10 megs to 10 gigs with no payments for 90 days. Iris also offers next-generation business phones with work-from-anywhere capability from the mobile or laptop app. With local sales, support, and service, Iris is a partner in the community. Learn more at irisnetworkusa.com or call 865 448 i-r-i-s iris networks a tennessee business connecting tennessee businesses
1: litter is a big problem in tennessee but together we can do big things we can make our cities our waterways Out-of-town law firms have been swarming into East Tennessee lately. Firms from Memphis, Chattanooga, and Birmingham have stormed into the area. Wouldn't you rather do business with a local law firm? You know, a true neighbor. Marcos Garza and the pros at the Garza Law Firm are just that. They are our neighbors and friends that support local causes year-round. The Garza Law Firm works to serve you professionally on criminal matters, injuries and accident matters, and Social Security and disability filings. The Garza Law Firm is here for you at GarzaLaw.com. The Garza Law
3: Firm, let us help. I know missing the show live is a bummer, but don't fret. You can catch up on the podcast posted daily on the app, online, and on iTunes. Awesome! Let's get to the
1: Irish Network's hotline. Jason Swain and Ben McKee. Weight event fueled by day and barbecue, top 100 barbecue restaurant in America. Hope everyone's having a fantastic morning. Let's get to Don. Don, good morning. Good morning, gentlemen. What is going on, Don? Stay out you know of trouble? I, well, I've
4: tried to stay out of trouble. I've been uh, on vacation since last Friday. so
2: Jealous. Way to rub it in.
4: I, uh, yeah, well, the only problem is I'm. In- little resort I'm staying in. My wife worries about the neighbors, and uh, she just don't like me playing uh, my regular programming. (laughs) So I've missed you guys this week. we missed you. Well, I was uh, just wondering, uh, could you tell me a little bit about what our quarterback, Mr. Jackson, has been doing? I've got got a, uh, a, I don't know, a bond this morning because, I actually briefly lived in Greenwood, Indiana, where he uh, is from and played ball.
1: He's working out. <laughs> <laughs> He's working I, out, going it. to class. He's working real hard. Uh, that's well, about all I got right now.
4: Yeah, I ain't much you can really uh, pick from this, but uh, I've been looking forward to seeing him. I've followed everything since... He, his recruitment you know came to the forefront um you're right about fans though they're not worried about i was listening to uh there's only a couple of shows in this town that i listen to but i was listening a little bit to one that i'm not a regular listening to last week week before last something like that and uh, and they just well we gotta get somebody in here we gotta get in the portal, cause, uh, after this year, said you're not going to trust Milton to be your quarterback. Never, never even mentioned a high four-star quarterback being on campus. I'm like, sometimes I listen to some shows, and I wonder do these people do any show prep? Is everything just off the cuff? If they think of it, okay, they think of it. Um, I'm like, do you not know there is another quarterback? You know, scholarship quarterback on campus. Um, so, and I found that not just be now, not just with Mr. Jackson, but I've seen that, you know, over the years, um, even last year, people are still like, oh,
5: there's going to be a quarterback.
4: And we, without ever laying eyes on them, you know, they might be talking about a couple guys have been here for a couple of years, but they're like, probably, you know, the, the Milton use for whatever reason got people all jacked up, but they just glossed over our starting quarterback this past year like he wasn't here. I, I'm like, Hey guys, you know, you might want to wait and see what you got. Uh, it's like only, we're only going to look at anybody that grabs national headlines or something.
1: Yeah. Am I out to lunch or I, <laughs> Ta- I mean, Taven, Taven, Jackson, Jackson has the same, uh, attributes physically as, uh, as Hooker. when, yep, you, when you, when you look at his ability to run, um, uh, his arm probably stronger, honestly. Uh, that's not probably. His, his arm is stronger. Like today, I think his arm yeah. is stronger. Yeah. But it's all about what's your feel for the offense? Are your teammates going to follow you? Uh, that I mean, it, it's so much more than just how you throw the ball and can you run the ball mm-hmm. uh, playing the, the position of quarterback. So, yes. Like Joe Milton is here. Joe Milton is back up. Hendon leaves next year. It's going to be wide open, and you should not be forgetting about Taven Jackson. Taven Jackson, you go look at his film. You go look at his his workouts. Um, it's the reason why he's a four star quarterback. Yep, he can throw. He can. He has a houser of an arm. He can throw it. Um, he's 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 an athlete. Plays different positions. He's competitive. Uh, his personality screams someone that could be a leader they can be charismatic guys will want to follow. He just has to go out there and, and prove it. And True. the guy we got now wasn't talked about as much at this, at this point of the season uh, after spring, because there, you know, we were, we just didn't see a lot this spring to say that Henan was going to be undoubtedly the guy and, and have a season that he had last year. But um, all that stuff works out. If you just put the work in and, and, and practice, and, um, same way that Cedric Tillman did. You know, No one thought that Cedric Tillman was going to be the player that he was this past season no. because we didn't see it like that during the spring. So Tavon Jackson has all the physical tools to be successful. That's all people need to know.
4: I agree. I agree. Uh, switching sports for a second. Um, I've been watching the uh, baseball team as much as I could pick up, you know, here or there and everywhere trying to find it uh, as far as uh, networks and stuff go. What has Tony and his trainers been feeding these boys? <laughs> uh, Even the guys that look are small and, smaller in stature, jacking that ball out of the
2: stadium. I know, they're, they're, they've been eating their Wheaties. No, uh, former strength coach Quentin Eberhardt Q, who took a job with the Cubs just before the season started, he deserves a lot of credit because he he really transformed – a lot of bodies within that baseball program and had them on the right path. And, I mean, Jared Dickey, as I mentioned earlier, has lost mm-hmm. 70 pounds since he got to got to Tennessee. And last week he talked about how Q played a huge role in that. So Tennessee had an excellent strength program. They still have a, a an excellent strength program, but now they do have to go replace – Quentin Eberhardt, took the job with the Cubs. And uh, right now it's kind of uh, an interim guy who will be considered for the job. And, and they're just kind of piecing it together to get through the season uh, with, with Tony helping and the assistant coaches helping and uh, some some football assistant strength coach coaches helping and uh, just kind of that deal going on right now because Tony didn't want to – just make a hire just for the sake of making a hire right before the season because he recognizes that aside from from him and Frank Anderson and, and Josh Elander, that strength and conditioning coach is the most important part of the program. And it is the reason that Tennessee baseball was able to make it to Omaha and, and has had so much success under Tony Vitello is because of Quentin Eberhardt. And it's it's amazing that it took to year five for him to go get a – major league job because he came from the Marlins organization to get to Tennessee. And it was kind of surprising that he lasted as long as he did with the Vols, just because he is terrific at what he does. So uh, they'll have to make another key hire, uh, hire another really good one at the end of the year when he has more time, Tony has more time to sit down and, and really think about it and not just make a hire just for the sake of making a hire.
4: Which is more surprising? I mean, we had we had, we had a bunch of home runs last year, so it might not be as surprising, but we had several of those guys move on to the league. Mm-hmm. Uh, which has been more surprising to you guys, the way we're turning the hide off the ball, the way our pitching staff has performed. It's been unbelievable. The, the kid last night that came in and pitched, like, five innings. Mm-hmm. Will uh, I mean, yeah, I mean, uh, you know, had never pitched, I think, more than, like, a one and two-thirds inning or something at an outing, and he just came out and mowed those guys down. And, and the thing, the way we're, for the most part, pitching and basically – Tidwell and the other kid, two starters, have not even played. Just is mind boggling to me.
2: Yep, they they already have a big time pitching staff that is one of the best in the country, and it's without arguably their best arm in Blade Tidwell, and without another arm in Seth Alverson, the uh-huh. Missouri transfer that. Wasn't going to be a starter for Tennessee, but was going to be one of the top arms out of the bullpen. Another guy that can touch 100 on the radar gun. He, hmm. he sits consistently in the upper 90s, 96, 97, 98, but can touch triple digits. And he was Missouri's Friday night starter. And you're adding him to the bullpen. <laughs> and he has the, the stuff, so to speak, to, to be a major league pitcher and those are two of your better pitchers who are not available right now, and the pitching staff already looks great without those guys. So to answer your question about which one has been more surprising, it's not that one group has been more surprising than the other, Don. It's the depth that each group has that has been most surprising to me, and it would probably be the depth of the pitching staff that has been more surprising because I, I knew that there was a lot of competition throughout the lineup, especially up the middle in the infield uh, with Cortland Lawson and Jarrell Ortega and Logan Steenstra and some of those other guys, Seth Stevenson, who's played left field, but can play middle infield. That's what he was recruited as uh, Logan Chambers can play third and left, but can also play second. So I knew that there's going to be a lot of competition there uh, as well as out in the the outfield and left field with Christian Scott and Kyle Booker and and now Stevenson and, and Chambers as well. Uh, Jared Dickey, he's been the biggest surprise to me, I think. I, I just did not see him being this productive uh, to start the season. I, I he I was aware of who he was, obviously, and I knew he had a good fall. I didn't think he was going to be a contributor for Tennessee this year. I, I just thought he was going to be a good depth piece that got some at-bats in midweek games. And now he's he looks like he's going to be the – the leadoff hitter for this team and, and be the guy that sets the tone for the team like Liam Spence did last year. So I knew that there would be a bunch of competition with the the position players, but I didn't realize that the pitching staff would be this deep. I mean, th- it is truly as deep as it gets in, in the country. I mean, the, the list goes on and on. And I joked during our interview with Tony Vitello that I've, I forget about guys when I'm <laughs> rattle off names in the bullpen and names on the staff because they have so many guys. It's, it's pretty incredible how many Sean Hundley's Tennessee has. And what I mean by that is how many guys Tennessee, Tennessee can go to out of the bullpen when the game is on the line and they've got to get out of a jam. Camden Sewell, Kirby Connell, Redmond Walsh, Will Mabry proved that yesterday and, and proved while they were down in Houston. Uh, Seth Halverson is supposed to be that type of guy. Ben Joyce, he just needs to get more repetitions as he comes back from Tommy John. Uh, Mark McLaughlin has pitched well this season so far. The the list goes on and on. That's been the most surprising thing to me is just how deep the pitching staff is. And then even when Blake Tidwell comes back, a guy like Drew Beam, who has been excellent starting, he's going to go to the bullpen and be one of the key arms coming out of the pen. And you have to play... Good defense, and you have to pitch in order to win a championship and to be successful at baseball. And Tennessee is certainly going to have plenty of pitching that can win them a national championship this year.
1: Remember how you said earlier uh, about uh, you know competing for championships and related that to the to, to the facilities, and I was like, "Babe, you 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 don't you might win a championship before you, you get those top notch facilities." And I, thought, I, I start thinking about Miami. You know, um, Miami had some of the worst facilities in the, in the country you can, when you compare it to the, 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 the on-field success there in the early 2000s. So, I mean, Tennessee could win big before we start seeing the major renovations and major improvements that we are that we are seeking. But uh, when Don asked that question in my head, I was like, yeah, I'm going to go with pitching because this team hit the ball very well last year especially in crunch time situations. Now, they're crushing it right now, but I think, like, the pitching bullpen looks very, very deep in, 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 a, in a guy like Beam, who is more than happy in his role right now. Like, mm-hmm. he he's not someone who expected to, to be one of the top two or three starters, and he understands, like, when Titwell comes back where he's going to be in um, Tony Martello. I did see him talk about, like, everyone's talking you know, talking about um, the top two or three guys in the bullpen, but Drew Beam needs to be a part of that conversation as well. well He's doing it a was, good job.
2: Right, and it, and it wasn't even the bullpen that he was referencing. He was saying that Drew Beam needs to be in the same conversation as Chase Burns and Chase Dolander. Yeah. And we've seen what Chase Burns can do. We saw that Friday against number one Texas, striking out 10 on a big league mound in Houston against the number one team in the country. And... Tony Vitello thinks that he needs to be in the same conversation as those guys, and his thought was that he's going to be in that same conversation next year after Blake Tidwell moves on and likely be a a starter with Dolander and with Burns next year. So it's going to happen eventually, and he already has that quarterback type of presence on the mound because he played quarterback in high school. He already has a great demeanor on the mound, already has great stuff, so why not just go ahead and lump him into that conversation? Right. And, and that guy's going to the bullpen when Blake Tidwell comes back, who is a likely top 15-ish first-round pick. I don't know what the, the the shoulder injury will do to his draft stock. I still think he's a first-round pick as long as he comes back healthy and, and does throw and is effective and doesn't experience further damage to that shoulder. He'll be a first-round pick, and the question will be how high of a first-round pick he is. But th- this pitching staff can absolutely lead Tennessee to a a national championship. That's how deep the pitching is. Because we talked about it last year. In the SEC tournament, when you are playing, if you make it to the final day, you are playing Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday, more than likely. And in the NCAA tournament, we saw it with with Tennessee. If Drew Gilbert doesn't hit the walk-off against Wright State, It would have had to win an extra game in order to advance to the Super Regional. And even in Omaha, you just don't know how many games you're going to play because it's double elimination. You have to have pitching depth in order to win a national championship. You have to. And this team is certainly going to have it by the time the year rolls around. It already has it. And now the roles are starting to be figured out. Guys are knocking the rust off and becoming more effective. They're going to get Seth Alverson back and and Blake Tidwell back as long as there's no setbacks, and and they will certainly have the depth to go out and win an SEC championship in Hoover and a national championship in Omaha. They, they will certainly have the depth to do so.
1: 865-255-03 is our telephone number. Uh, John Bryce dropped some, some news on football scoop on Tennessee, adding... Uh, Another staffer to the offensive side of the football and um, footballscoop.com says that Hypo and Gullish have made some big-time moves in the offseason to bolster the offensive staff, and Tennessee is adding Maxwell Thurman, Max Thurman to the staff as a senior offensive analyst. He has deep collegiate experience, at a very, uh, variety, my goodness, variety of uh, positions, and served also as Jacksonville State's interim head coach last fall after the Gamecocks' head coach resigned, John Grass. So, uh, Thurman, who is from the state of Georgia, was a three-year starter at corner at Jacksonville State, coached at Austin P. and Charlotte under Will Healy before returning to Jacksonville State. So he's been a special teams coordinator. He's been a defense coordinator. He's been a linebacker's coach. um, But he's going to work on the offensive side of the football with Josh
2: Hypo. I saw Bryce tweet out that he has deep ties to the South. And that was the least surprising news ever, that a guy named Maxwell Thurmond has deep ties to the South. What? Why are you looking at me like that? What what do you mean? That's the most southern name I've ever heard of. Maxwell Thurmond. I mean, he sounds like a guy from the south. Oh, okay. (laughs) Of course he has deep ties to the south. Listen to that name. Maxwell (laughs) Thurmond. It sounds like a man from 1857. Maxwell Thurmond.
1: Or he could be named Billy Bob.
2: or Or Billy Bob. Or Jim Bob Cooter. Bob There's not a more southern name than Jim Bob Cooter. That 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 I will concede that point. There's Ma- not Maxwell Thurman is one of the all-time great southern names, though. But Jim Bob Cooter, no question. That's fair. You I'll, are from I'll the south. That yes, absolutely. No but question at all. Nobody hears Jim Bob Cooter and thinks, hmm, maybe he's from Seattle, Washington. Maybe he's from Boston. Maybe he's from New York City. No, they are thinking that he is from Tennessee, Alabama, or Mississippi. A uh, real D from the four two three wants to know: if, Does he
1: have any connections to anyone in the portal? Um, I don't know. I don't know. I don't. I don't.
2: I'm sure he does. With as many people that entered the portal.
1: Yeah, but everybody in the portal is not good for you. So, Paul asked about LSU and the NCAA
2: violations. Is Will Wade going to get the boot? We don't know. I don't. It's, it's the NCAA, you just don't know. They say it's serious, but I believe it when I see it. He's been coaching this long. He's been coaching this
1: long. It was all good when he was competing for conference championships and fielding a really good team. Now he's 99 in the conference. And um, maybe things change with Will Wade, LSU. 865-255-03. Be right back.
3: The conversation doesn't stop when the show is over. Follow The Swain Event on Twitter and like this show on Facebook. Fellas,
1: when it's time to freshen up that wardrobe, there's only one play to make, and that's to go see my friends at Mark Nelson Denim in downtown Knoxville. Find the latest in small-batch denim in the heart of Knoxville.
0: local, high-quality, high-speed business fiber internet. Iris provides direct internet access from 10 megs to 10 gigs with no payments for 90 days. Iris also offers next-generation business phones with work-from-anywhere capability from the mobile or laptop app. With local sales, support, and service, Iris is a partner in the community. Learn more at irisnetworkusa.com or call 865 448 I-R-I-S, Iris Networks, a Tennessee business connecting Tennessee businesses. Litter is a big problem in Tennessee, but
1: together we can do big things. We can make our cities, our waterways, Out-of-town law firms have been swarming into East Tennessee lately. Firms from Memphis, Chattanooga, and Birmingham have stormed into the area. Wouldn't you rather do business with a local law firm? You know, a true neighbor. Marcos Garza and the pros at the Garza Law Firm are just that. They are our neighbors and friends that support local causes year-round. The Garza Law Firm works to serve you professionally on criminal matters, injuries and accident matters, and Social Security and disability filings. The Garza Law Firm is here for you at
3: GarzaLaw.com. The Garza Law Firm, let us help. I know missing the show live is a bummer, but don't fret. You can catch up on the podcast posted daily on the app, online, and on iTunes. Awesome!
1: get to the Irish Network's hotline. Hour 2 is brought to you by Action 247. Make your first deposit with Action. 50% match up to $800. Action 247. It's Ben McKee. It's Jason Swain. It is a beautiful Thursday. The weather is all over the place. 60 degrees one day and 20 degrees the the next day. It's, It's crazy. It is crazy. No doubt about it. I know one thing. It was nice when Nico was here. When the nature tricked Nico. Had Nico thinking it is this. Our weather is the same weather as California weather. And then he leaves. 35 degree weather. 19 in the morning. Let's get to Dave Tona. Dave Tona, good
5: morning. Good morning, guys. What is mm. up? Uh, yeah, weather. Yesterday at this time, it was... 84 degrees, and now it's rainy and 64 degrees.
1: right, man. It's weird, but it makes you appreciate when it is sunny and nice outside. So, uh, it's part of it.
5: I just can't wait till this week is over with, man. It's so crazy down here right now with spring break and bike week. Tired of hearing all these worn motorcycles.
1: And then next week, it'll be somebody else's spring break, and they'll be right there in your backyard.
5: Yep, it's spring break all the way up. Uh, Past Easter. Yeah. Right up till Easter. That's right. So, so, uh, hey, Ben, what I wanted to get you to share with the good people, and, and I'm going to tell you something, dude. You're the one that has brought baseball, was always my number one, okay? And when we went through the steroid stage, and then the money has just gotten so dang ridiculous, uh, I, I hardly don't even watch baseball anymore, but, Last year, you built my excitement back up about baseball. Nice, especially the ball.
1: Oh,
5: and I, I like to hear your enthusiasm. And, and and you know that caller from Chattanooga. I can't remember his name. He was he was a, uh, a very good baseball caller. You know what I'm talking about?
2: Jamel? Can't be Jamel.
5: No, no, no. It's, it's a guy that I I've, I've only heard calling to talk about baseball. I I oh, remember
2: Jermell. who you are talking about. But I I forget his name off the top of my head because he only he's only called in once or twice.
5: Yeah, yeah, yeah It was very very knowledgeable call. Uh, I hope he
2: calls in again. I'm sure he's going to hear this. Please call in again, person whose yeah, name I, we cannot remember.
5: I can't remember his name. But but anyways, Ben, you know we're so deep in pitching and stuff. And uh, uh, why don't you share with the good people since we're so deep in pitching some of the uh some of the stuff that these guys throw and what their best pitches are. Um, you know, like, you don't have to name everything they throw, but that's the pitch. And uh, i just like to hear you talk about baseball.
2: Thanks, Daytona. I appreciate that you're cutting out uh, there a little bit, so we hope you have a good day. Uh, for, for most of these guys, I mean, the the – the fastball is what is sexy, right? Like Chase Burns, his fastball, touching 100, sitting 97, 98 the majority of the time. But he has a nice little cutter that he throws that it just it does damage to righties. And if you don't know what a cutter is, it's, it's essentially a, a fastball that cuts in. It, it looks like a fastball, and then it kind of cuts in as it gets to the plate. And, and it's just it can be really hard to, to keep up with the movement. It's just late movement on the pitch that makes it hard for a hitter to hit. Uh, and it can be devastating against lefties. Or if it's a lefty pitching, then a cutter would cut in to a right-handed batter. And then, again, vice versa. So Chase Burns' his cutter cuts in to a, a lefty uh, and, and makes it really tough to hit. So his uh, slider's really good. Changeup's really good. Uh, Ben Joyce, I talked about this a couple of weeks ago when he was the the talk of social media when he first appeared. Uh, His changeup was more impressive than his 104.1 mile an hour fastball just because he drops it in there at 90 miles an hour and it's got good break to it and it's just impossible to hit. I mean, his changeup is faster than a Redmond Walsh fastball and he he's dropped in it dropping in a changeup with nasty movement after he pumps 104 by you and changeup looks like a fastball coming on, coming at you and it just drops off a table and he hasn't had command of his slider just yet but you can see the break on his slider and it, and if and when Frank Anderson helps him get that under control he is he's going to have a filthy slider because there's a lot of break there he's just got to find the command uh Drew Beam has a nasty slider as well, uh, and and what surprised me about his performance against Oklahoma, he he got up to ninety five on the radar gun there at Minute mate I I kind of thought he was low nineties, ninety two, ninety three for the most part, but he was he was consistently touching ninety three, ninety four, and even touched ninety five a, a time or two to go a, along with that hard slider. Chase Dolander throws a hard slider uh, to go along with his one hundred mile an hour fastball that he can touch. Uh, Redmond Walsh he doesn't throw hard so. The emphasis for him is more on his secondary pitches, his changeup, his his breaking ball. Um, uh, Will Mabry, who pitched last night, he's got an uptick in velo uh, and and has a cutter that he talked about last night that he's been working on uh, that's really helped him this year. Camden Sewell has a filthy slider that when it is on, it is unhittable. It, It breaks so much. It is a professional pitch. Uh, and and he sits low nineties or so. So uh, there's a lot of guys that have a that are more than just a, a one trick pony. Like people think of Ben Joyce and think of the fastball. They think of Chase Burns and think of the fastball. But these guys, what make makes them so good? Because SEC hitters are used to hitting upper nineties because they see it all the time. You, you've got to have a secondary pitch, if not a third pitch or a fourth pitch, and a lot of these guys do because Tennessee is so great at developing pitchers under Frank Anderson.
1: 865-25503. We'll get to the hotline as soon as we come back from break. Man, it is hour three already. Hour two is in the book. Stay with us. Swing
5: event fueled by Dead End Barbecue.